Hello? Alright, I just uh, tagged you on Facebook, so now I'm <laughs> going to turn my phone off. You are? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't need it. No, you don't. Airplane mode it is. So satisfying. That's smooth, smooth sound of the, the cap popping as I open my Starbucks Frappuccino chilled coffee drink. Mocha. That's what's up. <laughs> my name is Michael Rosso. We're here in the, the uh, studio. And in from Dayton, Ohio, is none other than, than filmmaker, Mr. Henrik Kudo. That's me. Hi, everybody. How you doing? I want to welcome everyone who's listening and taking, you know, who've decided to spend this time with us. I, I, I don't take that lightly, and I'm really, really happy you guys are tuning in. So I could, and Henrik will relay, <laughs> some of the fun that we've had today. Oh, it's been a day. It has been a day. And I also have all sorts of news we're going to be talking about some uh, Super 8 news. We're going to be talking about some new release news from Alternative Cinema. We're going to be talking about uh, what goes on in Dayton, shooting in Dayton, why Henrik is on Fox News. <laughs> we're talking about some of the people you work with, some of the photographers that work on your set. Mm -hmm. We'll be talking about uh, one of those photographers, a, a longtime FPP friend, Randy Jennings, is shooting with uh, Going Crazy with Polaroid. Mm -hmm. And putting projects together. Oh, yeah. His everyday people project on the Polaroid Big Shot. Big Shot! But what happened today, uh, Henrik rolled into town. He's uh, staying at Hotel Rasso uh, in beautiful Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. Scenic. Pomp Pompton Lakes. <clears throat> Thank you. Scenic. <laughs> and whenever someone comes to town, I always put together a little program, you know, because I want them to really enjoy the experience. Uh, so this morning... We started out, well, we started out at the post-apocalyptic Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company, also known as A&P here <laughs> oh, in the United States. That was, uh, that was something. Sadly, the A&P, which is a supermarket, has uh, gone bankrupt. I mean, like, big-time bankrupt, whereas there is no more A&P, like, gone. And, and pulling into the black hole with them is also the Pathmark. Yes. You want circular savings and Pathmark is there. Hundreds of warehouse price reductions and double coupon savings. Which here on the East Coast, I don't know how wide that brand stretches, but here in the East Coast in the 1970s and 80s, James Karen, star of The Return of the Living Dead and some 1957 Frankenstein movie, Frankenstein, yeah. from Frankenstein Meets the Space Monster? Maybe. I, I'm not sure on that one, but I, I do remember the commercials you're referencing. But he was, the, he was the voice of Pathmark on television. Double the value on manufacturer's coupons 24 hours a day. Last days of A&P, the store is being closed out, and it was um, kind of sad. Yeah. There's nothing on the shelf. It was literally like a... Like 
the way you would expect a place to have been looted after hearing that like a dirty bomb went off downtown. <laughs> so everything was fifty to eighty percent off. Yeah, it was. It was actually no. I think it was sixty to eighty. Oh, 60 to 80%. Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, we scored some really good deals on tea. Yep. And Mike bought enough candles. You know, that makes it more like post-apocalypse. <laughs> you bought a bunch of candles. I did. But Mike got a, a, a serious deal on candles. And uh, yeah, it was kind of the saddest thing I've ever, I think I've ever seen. Well, it was all upbeat from there. From there, <laughs> we traveled to Northvale, New Jersey, where we stopped in at Deluxe Media. Uh, you may know this as Color by Deluxe. You see at the end of many movies, including the 1971 Dracula vs. Frankenstein. <laughs> yes. Produced by Sam Sherman and directed by Al Adamson. Color by Deluxe. Yes, we were at Deluxe in Northvale, New Jersey, where I brought Henrik to have a quick tour and also pick up a hard drive for a project that is in the works right now called Alone, Alone in the Ghost, Ghost House. House. Yes. yes. And is this a... Is it a found footage ghost movie? Yes, it, it's a found footage uh, a kind of ghost story. The the basic uh, concept is that it's um, a sizzle reel being filmed to uh, to pitch a reality TV show. So these uh this these people go. Um, it stars a like reality TV show star who decides to make her own show, going to haunted houses, trying to survive the scariest, most haunted homes in America because she. She won a prize for being fearless, so the idea is that nothing scares her. Uh, but things go horribly wrong, as they often do in found footage movies. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a very boring found footage movie if you went to one that was like Tommy's uh, trip to Europe, and it was just the trip. Right. <laughs> like, get back, and it's like, oh, man, I, uh, I left a shoe. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Alone in the Ghost House will come out next year on DVD and digital platforms. Yeah. And then we had a tour of the facility. Uh, an amazing amount of um, things we saw. We saw boxes with the words The Beatles written yes. on the side of the box. That's exciting. It's pretty cool. We saw, Henrik saw the film to tape transfer room. Which was fascinating to me. I mean, I'd seen it, you know, I'd never seen it in person. Yeah. You know, Telecine. So it was, uh, it was really cool. We saw a floor of all sorts of video decks. Yes. Uh, we saw a uh, audio room where there was like a corner. Did you see the stuff in the, yeah, the corner? corner with like gravel and stones and stuff, so they could make you know reproduce the sounds of feet walking? That's that's really really cool. And from there, I should mention we also stopped at the State Line Diner. Yeah, we did. State Line on the line of New Jersey and New York where they served up Taylor ham egg and cheese sandwich on a hard roll. Uh, pork roll, for those of you in southern New Jersey, and uh, anywhere else you just don't know what we're talking about. But that's okay. You could use the Google. The Google. You could use the Google, but I'll, I can save you a little bit of time. Taylor ham or pork roll um, is a delicious salted pork treat that is pretty much uh, strictly in New Jersey, a little bit of New York, and a tiny bit of eastern Pennsylvania. The Taylor Ham Egg and Cheese is the legendary sandwich of New Jersey. Taylor Ham, on oh, my mouth's watering. Taylor Ham, uh, fried egg, slice of cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup, and you, uh, you eat it, and supposedly it'll cure just about anything that ails you. They especially claim it cures hangovers. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I've heard it. I, I don't drink, so I don't, right, I don't right, know. Right. I know it also cures hunger uh, <laughs> very effectively. <laughs> Now, uh, years ago, you lived in New Jersey for a brief time. How did you first hear about this sandwich? You know, it was through a podcast. I, I used to listen to a show called Hometown Tales, which I think they're still going around. They're uh, based out of Morristown. You know, I would watch their videos and listen to their shows, and podcasts were my main form of entertainment because when I first moved out here, I was renting a room and I had no internet access or anything. So 
I would download podcasts at work and then come home and listen to them. And uh, there was one where they were talking about the legendary pork roll egg and cheese. I was very curious. I think I mentioned it to you um, or somebody in the office and said like, hey, what is this? And, uh, and then I went to the Butler Diner. Okay. And I ordered it, even though it wasn't on the menu. I was terrified. You know, I was like, what is – I've never ordered something not on a menu. But it must have been called something else on the menu. Yeah, it was something like uh, – because they definitely say they have Taylor Ham. So, yes. but I said Taylor Ham egg and cheese on a hard roll, and she said no problem. And you know, right. and then I got it, and it was delicious. And then the next day I got because there are two kinds. There's the kind you get at a diner, and the kind you get at a deli. Oh. So the next day I went and got one at a deli on a bagel, and that was also very good. Oh. So, and from then on, anytime I come to Jersey, I've got to get one Taylor Ham egg and cheese. And and you uh, actually threw me a Taylor Ham egg and cheese birthday party. Oh at the office, God. so she, I remember you bought, you bought like I bought like, like fifteen of them. I yeah. think, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. <laughs> I remember that because I, uh, I, I got the meat sweats and you and, did. And, yeah, you how many working. did you eat? At I probably ate two. Yeah. I mean, which is a lot. So yeah, that that was very exciting. And then uh, what did we do after that? Uh, we came back here. Oh, I'm pretty sure we uh, uh, Henrik and I went into a little edit room. I set up my. Uh, my Mac Airbook. We experimented with trying to figure out how to in, uh, encode media from dead formats. Yeah, from a Betacam SP. So I'm pretty excited because now there's going to be a lot more YouTube content. Folks listening, there's a channel called Film Photography Tube. It's the Film Photography Project YouTube channel. And there's all sorts of videos on there, but it's, you know, there's going to be a lot more videos in 2015, 2016. I'm very excited about that. I have a lot of news. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have a lot of exciting news. Should we, should we dive in head first? I think we should. All right. Uh, Scare Waves. Ooh. This is a movie that you made. I did. <laughs> and it's. Well, we made. Yes. <laughs> Shock jock Amos Satan spins spine-tingling tales of terror in Scarewaves, an 80s-style anthology from director Henrik Kudo, inspired by urban legends. Uh, it says, don't forget, humans can lick too. What does that mean? Well, there's an old urban legend uh, that that's referencing, which you, uh, if you see the film, you'll find out. Okay. Well, I've seen the film. <laughs> well, I meant to your listeners. Oh. It's on uh, digital platforms and DVD. So, for example, you can go to Amazon.com, rent it for like $2.99. You can rent it right now. It's three ninety nine standard definition, four ninety nine high definition, but you can have it right this very second. Really? Yes, sir. Now, how come uh, Scarewaves is two ninety nine standard def, four ninety nine high def when I rented a train wreck for two ninety nine standard def or two ninety nine high def? How um, does that work? I guess that's a deal with the distributor. Um, okay. Because Stasking. I mean, that's my guess because it's definitely about bandwidth is why they charge a little bit more. But um, like Voodoo just did away with some of their tiered charging. Like they used to charge you one price for SD, one price for HD, and then one price for HDX. What's HDX? It's 1080p instead of okay. 720p because most places are streaming 720p. Yes. Um, but they, they recently did away with that. So now HD and HDX cost the same amount of money. Right. So I don't know. Um, uh, most of the films that uh, I've had up on Amazon – are three ninety nine or four ninety nine for HD? Uh, folks listening, I, I do encourage you to support independent films, and please do you know go and click and and buy uh, the Scare Waves on the DVD or watch you know the Amazon. Uh, another recent release is the Call Girl of Cthulhu, which is a H.P. Uh, Lovecraft inspired movie about you know creepy tentacle creature that comes out of like almost like a door from hell. Oh yeah. 
You know, this is like spells that unlock a door. Yes. And, then, and well, Thulu brings about, or Cthulhu, depending on who you yeah. talk to. I'm one of the people who says Thulu. It brings about the end of the world. And there are a group of people against it and a group of people trying to make this happen. Well, the group of people against it are just all of humankind. Right. <laughs> who would be for it? Like, why would those people uh, want? The cult who believe Thulu will give them, you know, uh, reward them for, for bringing about the end times. So that's, and that, but, but this version of the telling is a, you know, a campy, raunchy, good time. Lots right. of fun, lots of really cool special effects, you know, um, good-looking women if you're into that sort of thing. Right. Uh, so I highly recommend Call Girl of Cthulhu. It's sort of like, uh, for me at least, it's like Repo Man meets Frankenhooker. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. I didn't even think about comparing it to Repo Man. It yeah. is a lot like It has Repo kind of a Repo Man a vibe to yeah. it. Like the style, the way it's shot, the way the, a- the actors are. It's... Uh, my favorite uh, movie from that uh, wacky crew over at Midnight Crew Productions. Yes. Uh, Chris LaMartina and uh, Jimmy George. Thrilled to actually release it through our very own in-house Camp Motion Pictures, our very first Blu-ray release. That's pretty exciting. And it's a DVD-Blu-ray combo. Oh. So those out there, you see, because I'm a big fan of the DVD combo, because even though I have a Blu-ray player... When I didn't have a Blu-ray player, I would buy the combos because you never know what Christmas you're going to have a Blu-ray player. That's right. So, because every every Christmas they get cheaper, you know, until eventually somebody's going to get you one or you're going to get yourself one. Right. So, the DVD-Blu-ray combo is very, very, very competitively priced. Um, So, why not buy it and be ready for when you upgrade? Yes. Ditto uh, on the uh, Call Girl of Cthulhu. You can watch it on the Amazon.com. It's also on some pay-per-view. Like Comcast? Tiers. I, be- I believe Comcast. Yes, if you go to yeah. your Comcast in the pay-per-view section, you could find it. Uh, please do check it out. You really will enjoy it. There are some upcoming, for folks who never thought this would happen, digital-only releases from, from the Seduction Cinema Deep Library Classics. Ah, uh, the Deep Cuts. Deep Cuts. Gladiator Eroticus. I remember seeing that one on cable. You do? Oh, yeah. Playmate of the Apes. Uh, the Bear Witch Project, which was formerly called the Erotic Witch Project. Okay. Yes, we've dropped the erotic from all the titles. Okay. Some folks listening may be happy about that. <laughs> this month, uh, I'm very excited about because I worked on this at Deluxe with Dave Northrup, who you met today, the colorist. Yes. Rock and Roll Frankenstein. As a, g- a gorgeous 16 by 9 transfer. Yeah, this is a uh, motion picture shot on 35mm. DVD Talk called it an instant exploitation classic. Film Threat exclaimed, a classic piece of B-movie entertainment. It was the official selection of over 20 international film festivals. Winner of the Melbourne Underground Film Festival's Most Gratuitous Violence Award. (laughs) For director uh, Brian O'Hara, who I know. I've met Brian once. Oh, you did? Yeah, he came into AC when I worked here. He did? Yeah. He is one great guy. Yep. Yeah. I, think I, I think I engineered a commentary. Don't, don't make him mad. I, I'm not planning on it. Oh, you engineered the commentary probably because he was the editor on some of those uh, 1970s, early 80s Avon yeah. movies. That's what it was, yeah. Uh, it might have been the Phil Prince movie. I think you're right. Yeah, but I, I remember uh, I engineered a commentary track he was on. So this 19, Brian O'Hara's 1999, not the price, the year it was made, <laughs> 1999 horror comedy Rock and Roll Frankenstein is available on DVD, digital home entertainment uh, networks uh, for the first time in its native 16 by 9 aspect ratio. I took... The 35 millimeter print of the film to Color by Deluxe, and I transferred it properly in the proper aspect ratio in 
beautiful, high definition. I got a chance to look at it because, um, full disclosure, I, I, I helped uh, with the DVD authoring on that project. You did. So, so I got to see the the full-blown, uh, you know, uncompressed master file because that's what I compressed uh, the DVD from. And it looks gorgeous. looks very, very good. I agree. The film that Brian O'Hara edited as a young man in New York City was the – Story of Prunella, yes, which is a film by Phil Prince. It's a notorious Times Square feature. I just found out about that by chance because I'm friends with Brian O'Hara. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he is on the West Coast, and I talk to him like every year. You know, because we distributed Rock and Roll Frankenstein on VHS back in the day, maybe like eight or year, eight nine years ago, when we started working with uh, Story of Prunella. I had Brian on the phone. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, what are you up to? I'm like, oh, well, I'm working on these films, you know, from this Avon series. He's like, oh, yeah? He's like, yeah, I used to work with those guys. I'm like, stop. He's like, yeah, I shot a documentary called The Prince of Porn. <laughs> a mini documentary about Phil Prince, which is on the, the Story of Prunella DVD, which contains a 16-millimeter never-screened print transfer, meaning the print never was shown at a theater, meaning it's pristine. Yeah. It's an amazing DVD. And if you're into exploitation films, I highly recommend you can get it at alternativecinema.com. It's well worth the ticket price. Uh, Any of those Avon movies, Brian edited a few of those. But that one he did a commentary track on where he talks about, he he kind of, you know, it's a very weird movie. There's there's like music on the soundtrack that plays backwards. There's like uh, sound effects. Yeah. And he kind of like, you know, tells... The facts about you know why that happens because people think oh my god it's artistic it's groundbreaking no he was just you know he's fucking with he's just fucking around yeah it's like oh why why don't I just play this track backwards he's like oh Ron Jeremy's sitting in the car of course I'm gonna put his fart sound in (laughs) he he put (laughs) fart I remember him talking about that it's awesome awesome commentary track. Uh, the other, I know we're getting off the beaten track here. The other title I recommend is Sylvia. Oh, yes. I, I, I engineered that commentary track as well. Sylvia with a commentary track by Bill Lustig, Mr. William Lustig. William Lustig, the director of Maniac. Yes. The director of Maniac Cop, Uncle yes. Sam. Yes. Uh, Vigilante. The owner of Blue Underground. Yes. He was second unit and actually directed some scenes uh, for Sylvia, a notorious... 35-millimeter adult feature film uh, shot in New York City, and his commentary track is worth, is worth the price of admission alone. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's like a crash course in 1970s New York uh, everything. Yeah. So Rock and Roll Frankenstein, yes, this coming January, uh, uh, talking about film and 16-millimeter. In the Hell of Dixie. Did you author that one? I did. In the Hell of Dixie, a blood-drenched southern shocker in the vein of the most dangerous game with lots of blood and even more southern accents. Oh, yeah. Lots of southern... Shot in 16 millimeter, true exploitation style. It's available on DVD and digital January 26th. I'm very excited next year also, The Bone Garden. Mike Gutridge, he's the director, he guides a cast of Friday the 13 veterans Mm -hmm. through an original and mind-blowing tale of murder and suspense. There's everything to love and nothing to hate in The Bone Garden. It's available uh, February 2nd. Uh, And also look for, I had mentioned some seduction cinema, deep vault cuts. Dr. Jekyll and Mistress Hyde. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a Tony Marsilia production. Tony's work is very good. Tony's work is awesome. Upside Down Cross, 
I'm going to be talking about that in a second because there's going to be a, a personal appearance. Upside Down Cross is a William Hellfire joint starring uh, David Yao of the Jesus Lizard and the Ross, Aaron Ross. <laughs> That's exciting. It is. I'm very excited about this. Next year, you'll see a release of Draniac. Ooh, yes. Digital release. Uh, first time in high definition, correct? First time in high definition. Excellent. A painstaking restoration was done uh, about eight years ago by yes. Mr. Brett Piper himself. We went back and we transferred all the original negative, and then he sat on our high-definition Avid for many months, put the film back together. Well, the original release uh, was not the completed movie, if I recall. Brett, Brett had told me that. Uh, the original VHS DVD release yeah. that was in Blockbuster maybe 10, 15 years ago. Correct. It had a cr- crappy cartoon cover. Yeah. Like a weird cover. I, I rented it. You rented it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite Brett Piper movies. I really like it. I see it as sort of a coming-of-age movie because it's about teens – yeah. And the girl and her shitty relationship with her dad, and she's helping her dad, like, fix up this old clunker of a house. And, you know, she's in a bathtub, and, like, the creature comes out, and it's yeah. a tentacle creature, and, you know, it's like, you know, sexual and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool, fun movie. The effects are, as, as always with Brett, the effects are incredible. And uh, it was really cool when I got a chance to see it, like, actually completed, you know, without the, the effects being, like, basically rushed out, which was the way the original release was. Yeah. Listen to this. In March of 20. 16. New to home entertainment, Awkward Thanksgiving. Say what? A hilarious tale of excruciating family holiday traditions from prolific indie director Andrew Kudo. That's you! That's me! <laughs> wow. I really like the way this is put. Excruciating family holiday traditions. Because here we are in November, Thanksgiving, and then the, the Christmas. The Christmas. You know, and, you know, it's like, I don't care what how you are with your family, but everyone has like some, somebody in the family you'd rather not chat with. <laughs> you hope not to end up sitting next yeah, to Yeah, it's like, you know, holidays are like a roller coaster of emotions. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, a time of joy. It's a time of sadness. Uh, and um, I'm looking forward to this release. You nailed exactly why I made the movie. So, really? Yeah, because I, I love holidays, but I love them because of that dichotomy. And, so. and, and just to share with you folks at home, uh, Henrik shared with me that he's going to have an awkward Thanksgiving this year, too. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm excited about next year also? What's that? America's Deadliest Home Video. Yes. I mean, that's, it, this is a very early found footage movie um, starring Danny Bonaducci. Yes. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's very raw. It's very 90s, like very 90s, and uh, a lot of fun. So this is coming out on Camp Motion Pictures, also with uh, help from Josh Schaefer of Lunch Meat Magazine. Do you yes. know Josh? Ever oh, meet yeah. Josh? I don't think I've met him in person, but we, we know of each other. It's a stupendous Super Camp Lunch, lunch Meat co-release that we've been working on a very long time, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's the first time ever on DVD and digital, correct? It's never first been on DVD. First time ever. You know, there's been a lot of um, uh, chit-chat about WNUF Halloween special. Well, it's because it's awesome. It's a faux regional television broadcast. So it plays as if it was basically a, a TV show that was recorded on VHS. Yes. 
in the 80s, whereas a local personality goes into a house. Do you remember? Uh, oh, yeah. All sorts of bizarre stuff start, starts happening. Oh, and, well, and the way it's done is, is seamless with the fake commercials. And the first act of the film is actually the newscast prior to the television special. So it's like the first act perfectly sets up the rest of the movie for you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very solid piece. Lots of people have been raving about WNUF for quite a while. And if you've been wondering where it's been, it was on a very limited VHS release. Yes. That we did, Camp Motion Pictures. There is, I believe, an exclusive. I think you could buy the DVD at alternativecinema.com. You can at select conventions. Yes. I really highly recommend anybody out there, uh, if you love Halloween, if you love the you know, nostalgia of VHS, if you love the nostalgia of the 1980s, you really should watch WNUF Halloween special. You'll really love it. Yeah. Did you know that, do you know who the king of NYC independent splatter films is? Why don't you tell me? I don't want to guess wrong. The king of, <laughs> take a guess. Of NYC Splatter? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you take this one. Okay. The king of NYC Independent Splatter is back in high definition and about to rain digital platforms. That's right. Greg Lamberson's Slime City yes. slaughters the internet in May of 2016. That's excellent. Once again, first time ever in HD, Greg flew on you know a short plane. One of those little planes. Yeah, Cessna. <laughs> Got in a plane, flew to Newark. I went and picked him up, and we sat at Deluxe. We were at Deluxe, and we transferred his uh, his only existing 16 millimeter print, 16 by nine. He shot it to be blown up, so it's a, it's the proper aspect ratio, right. which is awesome. And now it's you know I'm very excited that now it's going to be able to be seen in high definition. That's excellent. It is. You know, I've been, as you know, uh, as I mentioned, the deep cuts from Seduction Cinema. Uh, I've been going back to the library. I'm very excited. Uh, one of my favorite directors from years ago uh, is Tony Marsilia, who did Chantel, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mistress Hyde. And his first film for Seduction Cinema was called Witches of Sappho Salon, written, the script written by good pal, uh, Bruce Hollenbeck. Okay. That's right. The title is being changed to The Virgin Witch because that better describes the film and it's going to be released on digital platforms. It's a hypnotically erotic homage to 70s satanic ritual films. Okay. With a heavy dose of sex appeal. And it's going to come out on, you know, the Amazon, the Voodoo, the Google. <laughs> the Google. The Google. The YouTube, uh, the YouTube the, rental. The Google. Google. The PlayStations. The, the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> Erotic Werewolf in London. Oh, yes. Yep. Shot in London. <laughs> Erotic Vampire in Paris. Shot in France. Wow. Yes. Something that we uh, hung out and did today before recording the podcast. We were in the little edit room, as I mentioned. We were hooking up wires to dead format decks to prepare for the, f which apparently, uh, you know, I put a little tease on Facebook and people were responding. Oh, yeah. The films of Ivan Cardoso. Yes. Brazilian filmmaker. That's right. Here, here are some titles. Nosferatu in Brazil, The Secret of the Mummy, The Seven Vampires, The Scarlet Scorpion, and The Werewolf in the Amazon. And it says here, does that werewolf in Werewolf in the Amazon look familiar? Maybe because it's Paul Nashie. Yes, the legendary Paul yep. Nashie. Yep, yep, yep. Very excited. So those will be coming out in 2016 on DVD and... Uh, digital platforms. We're working on it right now. I, I think presently. People, I think people are going to be pretty happy about that. So this just in. Breaking news. Maybe we should take a quick break. It's November. It's always a good time to play like a like a Godzilla commercial spot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Tomorrow afternoon, starting at 1, WOR-TV presents a full afternoon of action and adventure. Jack Palance stars in Godzilla vs. the Cosmic Monster, followed by Godzilla vs. Megalon, and then Godzilla takes on the Smog Monster. Hey, we're back. Uh, here are some exclusives on the AlternativeCinema.com, and these are exciting because, you see, over the years, back in the day, I'm talking about the early 2000s, when you ordered a Seduction Cinema title, a DVD, when you went to Best Buy to buy your favorite mm-hmm. Misty Monday movie, there'd be a card inside to get a free poster. Yes. We did an extensive free poster giveaway. We produced promotional 8x10s, all sorts of really fun, cool stuff that you just don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. So Bikini, like for, here's an example. Bikini Girls on Dinosaur Planet with one or two effects by Brett Piper. I don't know if you remember. There's a dinosaur takes a dump. <laughs> And then there's, yeah, I remember. <laughs> it's uh, Bikini Girls on Dinosaur Planet. Bikini Goddess is double feature. It comes with a free 22 by 32. That's big. Bikini Girls poster. So you get the DVD and the poster for $17.99. That's a pretty good deal. How about this? Misty Monday 8x10 collection. 11 8x10 glossies for 20 bucks that you could collect, save. This is just announced. So much news today. It's awesome. There's going to be um, just announced the NYC's greatest DVD comic and collectible store. Forbidden Planet. Do you know about that place? I have heard of Forbidden Planet. It will host parties for two, not one, two, two. Camp Motion Pictures exciting 2016 releases. The first of which, uh, c- coming up, mark your date book, February 26th, Upside Down Cross. Meet director William Hellfire and star Aaron Russ. They're going to be in New York City at Forbidden Planet on Friday, February 26th. Attendees will receive free autographs on all items purchased, plus have a chance to enter into raffles of Upside Down Cross and other William Hellfire films. David Yao of alt-rock band The Jesus Lizard stars in a gut-wrenching and astonishing feature yet. It stars Aaron Russ as a drug-addicted victim of Christian fundamentalism, the insanely hot Tina Krause. It says it on the paper here. <laughs> An adult film star, Rick Savage. The DVD is limited to 1,000 units. It, inc- it includes a clear amore, a double-sided wrap, a faux chick track. Chick track is mm-hmm. like a little comic book that religious folks would hand out in like... Yep. You know, Times Square and, you know, ever get... Oh, they one? handed it out all over the country. Yeah, Chick Tracks. Yeah. And it's uh, it's uh, drawn by underground comic artist Mike Diana. Uh, you can't miss this one. I mean, this is like a once-in-a-lifetime scenario. And I think if you're a fan of the old Factory 2000 movies or any William movies or even the AC podcast with the Russ... Uh, come on down. and But that's not all. In May of next year, uh, America's Deadliest Home Video event, uh, meet director Jack Perez, producer uh, Mick uh, Weinhoff, and more at the official release party. And you you could buy a collector's edition VHS or DVD of the first found footage film. Is that true? Do you think it's one of the first? It's definitely one of the first. Uh, the first would probably be Cannibal Holocaust. But that's not what we're talking about right now. It says here, before Man Bites Dog, before Blair Witch Project, there was America's Deadliest Home Definitely video. the first found footage movie on video. Yeah, it stars Danny Bonaducci. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing I could really hope for is if, like, Danny Bonaducci shows up. That would be boss. Yeah, I don't know where he is. Do you? I'm guessing I'm assuming, in Los, yeah, Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Well, Danny Bonaducci, we know he listens. So, Danny, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on down. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we we'll to talk about some Super 8 stuff. Desperately hiding in the darkest forest of the great Northwest. Bigfoot is here. KTEL's Bigfoot is here, and far from frightening, it can be great fun. You can make footprints in the snow. Follow the leader. Make up your own games. Bigfoot, you're fun. Bigfoot from KTEL. Kevin, this is Scott. Kevin. 
and Mrs. Scott. Do you hear me? Over and out. The Star Trek communicators with push-to-talk button. Scott, this is Kevin. My bike is broken. Can you help me? Over. Yes, but send me a signal so I can find you. Star Trek communicators with a range of 1,300 feet. Push button. Twin warp sound. Uses one 9-volt battery. Not included. Star Trek communicators with belt hook, telescoping antenna, and twin warp sound. From Mego. Hey, we're back. So let's talk about, you know, Dayton, Ohio. A lot of fun stuff going on in Dayton, Ohio. Most notably, uh, this past uh, Halloween was our, our, you know, joint project uh, of making a Super 8 short film, which I was astonished and amazed uh, when I looked at your behind-the-scenes and the stills that came in. It's like that was like a real solid mini production yeah we uh we put it together pretty well and considering we uh as you know we put it together pretty fast too yeah. i think two weeks i think is what what we did yes it was an interesting experience for me because um you know i mean i do productions all the time and this one was a you know 100 percent all the way for fun gig uh we had three makeup artists come out um and one of the makeup artists heard about the production we'd never worked with her before she heard about it contacted me and was like i want in like, oh. Can I make up some zombies for you? Uh, and I was like, well, when you put it that way, absolutely. And this was a Super 8 parody of The Walking Dead, one of my favorite TV shows. As we speak here, you hear my machine go <laughs> boop, boop, boop. I'm what? going to – I'm just going to see what, what you need to search in order to see this. I'm going to go in here. I'm going to type in walking. You can hear that. Dead. Super 8. Let's see what comes up. Oh, there it is. First yep. thing. You type in Walking Dead Super 8 in YouTube, and you'll see Walking Dead Silent Super 8 parody. Yes. That you call The Silent Dead. Yep. And it's two minutes <laughs> and 34 seconds. And uh, what was it like? I mean, you, put, you made like a faux Rick character. You yeah. You the governor. What was that like? <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, the, uh, we were obviously we were working with uh, minimal uh, uh, budgetary restraint, you know, constraints. So it was all about like... Uh, about hitting the uh, the visual recognizing recognizability, we went with uh, you know the sheriff's hat and the sheriff's shirt, and I was like that'll t- that tells everybody a lot already. Yes, it does. So uh, uh, Adam Clevenger played uh, played our Rick, and uh, Have Joe, you worked with him before. I worked with him a bunch. Yeah, he's okay. in Scare Waves and Awkward Thanksgiving okay. among others. We all got together on this big parcel of land that we lovingly refer to as the Walters Movie Ranch. Okay, we filmed all of the segments with uh, with our Rick character doing things while, you know, the makeup artist had about three or four hours to make up all of the zombies. I think we had 30 zombies, 35 zombies, somewhere in there. We had two gallons of blood. We used it all. Really? <laughs> you can tell when you watch it. There's a lot of blood in this thing. Yeah. It was one of the last days that it wasn't super cold outside, like right before fall started. Right. So it, and, and there was no rain. It was only a little cloudy. It was a perfect day for it. So we were really lucky. Um, but the entire time I was shooting it, I was a little nervous because I can't look back. At my material, and you know, usually if I would shoot like a big effect, I would watch it back once. So Henrik Henrik shot this on film on Super 8 film. I sent him, which I have in my hand, my Minolta XL601 camera that I had bought on uh, the eBay. Uh, I tested it. I shot a roll before I sent you the camera. I really love this camera. I love the feel of it. It was smooth. It worked really well. And you didn't even have time because not for this project, but I don't know if you know this does frame by frame. Automated, so you can put it on a tripod. Oh, and do like time lapse. S- time lapse. Okay. Or you can click frame by frame to do like let's say stop motion, stop motion, like okay. a, a body decomposing or some creepy <laughs> thing like that. Sure. Henrik, of course, has uh, been the director of photography on his own movies, shooting digital for many years. 
So it was a super challenge to send him my camera and say, hey, and I did a little cheat sheet of how to use yeah. the camera. And you made a little video. Oh, and a video. Yeah. But it must have been weird to look through a camera and not see a video screen. Yeah. Uh, we were able to sneak by. A few shots were a little out of focus. Yeah, a little bit. But not not a not a you know movie killer. Yeah, it must have been. Describe the experience of shooting where you can't look at your footage. Uh, it, it was it was very um. It made me very anxious. It was actually worse though once I'd sent it off because then I was just like, okay, when's when is it going to get back so I can find out if it's good? That's like, the waiting. That was the hardest part. But I mean, while we were shooting, the big joke became on set. Traditionally, when I shoot, as soon as I'm done, as soon as I cut, I yell, "Got it!" That's just my habit. You know, so if I'm filming like a running scene, you know, they run through the frame once and I go, got it. And then we move to the next thing, run through, got it. And the joke became on that set was that I go, got it, I think. <laughs> so when you shoot a video, a movie, do you, and this is appropriate, you folks at home can't see, but uh, Henrik has a chimp shirt on. This is a yes. chimp on the shirt. Do you chimp? Do you know what chimping is? I don't. Well, when people shoot, <clears throat> they shoot, they shoot, look, shoot. Look, that's chimping, because a oh. chimp would do that. Like, okay. Because, you know, a chimp would do that. I don't look every time. Um, you don't roll back every take. Not every take. Because uh, you're confident enough with your digital, because yeah. you know what you're going to get. Exactly. But um, but if I got, like, a really cool effect, or, like, blood spray or something, like, I might want to just make sure we got it before we start cleaning up and moving on. And that was the most nerve-wracking thing, because we were doing some big effects things with blood and zombies biting into people, and I just had to be like, I'm pretty sure we got it. <laughs> Right. And I was also like <clears throat> nervous because I was keeping an eye on the amount of film we had left over and also trying to listen to make sure I could tell if the film ran out. I never had any problem with the film running out. You heard I it run ready. out? I, I could, but I mostly was watching the gauge. Right. And How once, many rolls of film <clears throat> did you shoot? Three. Oh, you did? Hey, I sent you one back. There's a three, three 100-foot rolls. So you shot a little – you shot about 10 minutes worth of footage. Yeah, about 10. No, not Three really. to one? No, two minutes. You didn't out, use or, all the footage. I did not use all the footage. Yeah. Okay. We did some alternate things, and then whenever we got – you actually – it was your recommendation, but whenever we got really, really close to the end and I was too nervous about hitting it, we just filmed everybody dancing. Which you used in the movie. Yeah. Which we, well, actually, there was dancing in the script as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because the ending – I don't want to give it away, but that was on purpose. Right. So uh, – <laughs> That was, yeah. Now, folks listening, you can go right now. You can actually stop the podcast, go to YouTube, type in Walking Dead Super 8, watch the movie. Here's, I'm thinking I'm, you know, being very deep about this. So here's my interpretation of what happens in the movie. Okay. Basically, as you watch the movie, everyone starts dying. Yes. You're getting eaten by zombies, uh, very graphically, I might add. <laughs> and at the end, <clears throat> Rick's struggling, his gun goes flying, and he's grabbing for the gun. And then, like, cuts, and he's d dancing with the zombies. So my interpretation is that... He's dead. Uh, basically. Uh, and he's just yeah. in heaven or hell, just doing a jig with... This, doing, like, a dance routine with yeah. the zombies. Because he's, he's, he's gone. It's a, it, it's a bit... It's, that's heavy. That's hardcore. Uh, I mean, with, with... Kind of... I mean, because the idea was that we had to end on some note. So we ended on kind of a goofy note. Because basically, when all the zombies get to him and he can't get his gun, he shrugs his shoulders and right. he's dancing with them. So I was like, what if they just want – well, really it was because of the music because the, the silent film music. I, the more I listened to it, the more I was like, they should be dancing to it because <laughs> that's what they all did in the right, uh, right, silent right. movies. So I kind of played with that a little bit. But uh, it was definitely a lot of fun to, uh, to film everybody and to uh, literally film them because that was the first time I'd ever touched celluloid in my entire career. I mean other than you know, like shooting photo film first when I was time a little ever. kid. Never shot motion picture film. Well, I'm hoping that you have the opportunity again. 
I'd, I'd do it again. Tell me about some of the folks who were on set uh, shooting stills. Oh, uh, that was Randy Jennings. Yes. Uh, who is a uh, big film photography aficionado. Yes. And, uh, and listener of this podcast. And, and listener of the show. And uh, the creator of the Everyday People Big Shot Polaroid book. Right. Uh, which you can look into now. And, uh, and then also Alicia Lozier. Right. Who has been my photographer for four or five years now. And she has shot some of your cover art for some of your releases. Yeah. Uh, Babysitter Massacre. Yes, that's a favorite. Um, uh, she did the... Uh, actually, that's the, the one that she did the poster for that you guys have put out. Um, she also did the cover box for Depression the Movie, which is another film I did. And uh, A Bulldog for Christmas. So she's done a lot of cool stuff. And she's always like my go-to for you know promo art and publicity stills and things like that. Um, so and they were both shooting simultaneously. Uh, Lish uh, actually took Randy's picture with the big shot for his like self, uh, right. for his self portrait for the. Uh, and, and for folks book. listening, I'm very excited about what Randy was doing because he started a Polaroid project and then he followed through with it to a book in a relatively short period of time, like a year. Yeah, his Big Shot project. The Big Shot, of course, is uh, an awesome camera, most notably because Andy Warhol used the Big Shot for all of his 1980s silk screening celebrity portraits. Yes. But Randy uh, has a book out. What is it called? Uh, it's called Everyday People. Everyday People, mm-hmm. shot on the Polaroid Big Shot. Yep. And that is a blurb book. Yes. And if you go to our show notes, uh, you will see uh, the link. So you can pick up a copy. Yeah, which I recommend, uh, especially if you, I mean, if you like Polaroid, if you like photography. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a great coffee table book. Absolutely. Well, I'm featured in it, so oh. that, that's a, let, <laughs> that alone is worth the price of admission. I think there might be two pictures of me in there. Really? Because I, I, uh, I know he took uh, a picture of me. Like We did a session, and then he also took a shot of me on the set of Calamity Jane's Revenge, uh, my Western. Right, right. So, no, definitely check out Everyday People. Randy's a really cool dude, and uh, I hope a lot of people uh, give it a look. But also, please, rent Scarewaves. Oh, okay. You know, rent Scarewaves on Amazon uh, and enjoy yourself. Um, and get ready to rent Awkward Thanksgiving in March. So, um, and just thank you because you know the people who listen to this, you know they're they're big supporters, right? Oftentimes, and uh, they're the only reason we get to do this. You know, they put the Taylor Ham Egg and Cheese sandwiches in our hands, right? Uh, folks listening, you could find me personally on Instagram. I love the Instagram. Uh, I am fpp underscore Michael. That's my Instagram. I love it. I'm on there. Often, uh, Henrik, you're on the Facebook. I am. Uh, just Facebook. Uh, just search Henrik Kudo. I yeah. mean, you'll you'll have to figure out how to spell my name in the show notes. But if you search my name, I'm the one that speaks English, so it's if pretty easy. You can also find Alternative Cinema page. Please like it. It's on the Facebook. Also, Film Photography Podcast is on the Facebook. Give that a like as well. Uh, we chat longer, but our big day. This is part of our big day right here. This is not the whole day. Yep. <laughs> just the big little piece of the day. <laughs> Which, which we mentioned started at Deluxe, State Line Diner. Well, the fun never stops. And the reason we're rushing out of here is first up in the Preakness Mall in Wayne, New Jersey. What's the name of the Chinese joint? Uh, I think it's still Chinatown, but it's yeah. been a really long time since I've been there. <laughs> we're going to Chinatown. Hey! Which really applies to any major city. Like, oh, they're oh, going yeah. to Chinatown. And we're going to get some lo mein. And then we're going to uh, sashay next door to the Bowtie Cinema to see none other than James Bond 007 in the latest adventure called Spectre. Spectre. Uh, sadly, it's a, like a painstaking two-plus-hour movie. It's a bladder-busting two-and-a-half-hour movie. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of long movies. I like 71-minute movies. <laughs> so this is like double. Yeah. Whew. So we're going to be doing that. You can hear me every two weeks 
And that's what keeps me the busiest. Every two weeks on the Film Photography Podcast. Uh, both podcasts have been going strong now for six years. Give a big thanks to everyone who's been listening. We hope to hear from you. The easiest way to hear if you want to just send an old-fashioned email is just drop a line to the FPP email, which is podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. And just let us know that you're listening. And we'll see you, hear you, see you next time, very soon. Have an awesome, awkward Thanksgiving. <laughs>
This one's on you, dude. Who's got the Buku Dolores today? Uno Dinero. What have you got, Mr. Buckman? I got a cigarette. I got Uno Nicolette. <laughs> hey! You guys had shirts on when you came in here. Well, something happened to him, Mom. <laughs> Come on, Spicoli. Just put the shirts back on. You see that sign? No shirt, no shoes, no dives. All right. Learn it. Know it. Live it. Whoa.